Meanwhile, at Bar Sinister. Oh, why, that's an awfully sleek little number to wear into this bar. On the contrary, mate. I was just thinking I was a bit sick of the old thing myself. Trends come and go, you know. Style, though, is timeless. <laughs> well, I'm returning it. I want my favour, Sinister. I'm cashing it in. I'd like a body, please. Whose? You know whose. Yeah, nice body. Well, I appreciate when someone swims up to my cave and begs Mama Sea Witch for a special something. You're Jamie Braddock. Can't you just make yourself a sister clone and then go back to trying on loincloths? One for one, we don't owe each other a thing, including explanations, eh? Give me a ring when she's all cooked, what? All right, fine, fair. <sighs> Finally have my cake back. Is that accent fake? <sighs> Sounds fake. everybody and welcome to episode 162 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. It's a new year and with me is the same old host. Hi Evil Jeff. Hey 2021. This 2021. It's going to be different. Welcome to 2021. Hope you survived the experience. <laughs> we likely won't. All right. <laughs> well, it's really good to be back. Did you enjoy your holiday break? Um, I did. I ate too much food and I did yeah. nothing and just watched a shitload of TV. So, shit ton. What can be I, better that? I played a shit ton of video games. I am like neck deep in the Miles Morales game. It's wonderful. Oh. It's great to have that Spidey game back in my life. Is it the same people that made the other Spider-Man game? Yeah. And it's like the same exact mechanics. Oh, okay. It's even the same map. So the original Spider-Man took place in Manhattan. Uh... Miles and his old crew, you know, they all live in Brooklyn. Like, they're a Brooklyn character set. But there's this whole storyline about them moving to Harlem and how his Uncle Aaron actually grew up in Harlem before he lived in Brooklyn. There's all this Harlem justification solely because they didn't want to redo the map. (laughs) They didn't want to create a new map for this game. They had to use the same map. And am I correct in thinking that you live in Harlem? Yes, and in fact... So you're playing... Can you go buy your house? Yes, yes. I stood <laughs> That's so atop weird. our roof, atop the roof of our... I mean, there's there's many differences. Like, they don't get it right at all. But generally, you know, on the building, that would be my roof. And weirdest thing, it was snowing in New York today. It was snowing in Harlem today. And when I was playing, it was also snowing. Wow. Snowing in Harlem outside, snowing in Harlem on my TV. There's a Christmas song in there somewhere. Somewhere. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so it's a new year, and I have a question for you. Yes. Are you making a New Year's resolution? Yes. Oh. I have a very specific one. Oh, okay. What is and it? Mine is to lose, I want to lose 10 pounds. Oh my God. In the first month. <laughs> The first month, that's unhealthy. That's fine. It'll be fine. No, no, no. Um, okay, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to do it? Oh, it's easy. I just I, I just need to... I have an exercise regimen, and I have a, a good, healthy diet. I just actually need to do it every day. <laughs> yes. So my goal is to do it every day for a month. Like, I'm not starving myself or anything. Like, I'm not doing anything unhealthy. But I just feel like if I can stick to it for a month, I will probably lose 10 pounds. Like, I'm not going to do anything like uh, anorexic or anything like that. Sure. I don't no, have the willpower drastic. to do that. Yeah. No. Who? Why would you like like to give up? Like, if I gave up a bottle of wine a night, I'm sure I would lose weight. But we're not going to do anything drastic. Yeah. Yeah. I have also to help my sleeping. I have now started taking um, CBD uh, THC, like with a little bit of THC tinctures at night. Oh so sure. I basically, yeah. just drink. Little drop some, on the tongue. I drink some weed <laughs> every night to help me sleep. So I'm going to continue that into the new year too. 
That's fantastic. I you know, I hear high throughout 2021. Here, here, sister. I hear that weight loss it comes down more to the nutrition and diet side than the exercise side. I feel so don't like kill you yourself. To, just I feel eat right. like you just I, that's the thing. Yeah, I just need to be yeah because I actually am help do eat healthy. My problem is I usually will cook for two, and then my husband is like, "Oh, I don't like zucchini. I'm not going to eat that." And then, oh my god! And then I eat the whole thing myself. So that's the problem: is I don't Aww. have the ability to cook for one, and I don't have the ability to be like, I should put half of this in a piece of Tupperware and eat it later. I just eat the whole thing at once. So that's my it's portion control. Portion control is huge, huge, and oh my god, he doesn't even take like a few bites of it, like out of no nicety. Him, any excuse for him to like order takeout. Well, he sounds awful. <laughs> I'm no, just because I also know I'm that person where like I know what food he doesn't like, but if I want to eat something, I'm like, I'm not making something special for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In 2021, you should only serve Joe food he doesn't like. Speaking of 2021, everyone is jumping to the gun saying, oh, thank God 2020 is over. 2021 is going to be great. Someone posted, they're like, look what I posted at, the, at January 1st, 2020, he posted the scene, a meme of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the very end scene. <laughs> and it has like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy with the chainsaw and it says 2019. And then it cuts and then there's a picture of the girl escaping and it's like laughing, like happy. And it's like 2020. And then he was just like, this is going to be a good year. So no, I just no. and he was we like, never made it out of that barn. He's like, this didn't age well. So no. I want everyone to just stop jinxing us by saying 2021 is going to be great. Let's just hold I think it's going to be awful. Let's just hold off all judgment. I think it's going to be awful. I think the only good thing about 2021 is going to be comic books. But here, I'm going to make a request and you can bat me down. I actually want sure. to switch things up. Because okay. I would like to get... Before we jump, oh. it, I want to get all of 2020 out of the way before oh, yeah. we start talking about comic books. And I think oh, we I need love to this. talk about something yes. that happened on Christmas that yes. we need to get out of the way before we can talk about comic books. Yeah. What's the opposite of a Christmas miracle? Like a Christmas... <laughs> Tragedy? Belly flop, right? So we're going to do our... Um, Someone to watch stuff with me segment right now. Is that yes, what we're doing? That is correct. All right. Then cue the music. Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. All right. Well, we uh, this is our segment where we talk about TV and movies that are comic book or genre related. And I think you and I are going to talk about Wonder Woman 84, Wonder Woman 1984, WW84 on HBO Max. So what time of day did you watch it on Christmas Day? We, I watched it at night, like I cooked dinner. And so we had our Christmas dinner and then sat down to watch Wonder Woman. So it was like, like in the evening. Okay. I watched it the day after Christmas. My family opted to watch Soul after dinner on Christmas. See, I watched that in the morning. Great. Did you like Soul? We'll just throw that out there. Really I thought it was fine. You know, I'm not the biggest Pixar fan. I always, I always roll my eyes through them, but I thought it was nice. It was cute. It's getting a lot of backlash. Yeah. People are mad that Tina Fey's voice. Yeah. What? Yeah. Body. I, yeah. I figured they would be. I feel you know. You know, if you if it, if it angered you, like speak your truth. You know. I'm annoyed that we're still casting Tina Fey and things, but okay. <laughs> um. So. So Wonder Woman 1984. Wonder Woman 1984. Okay, so going Should we do our one, two, three? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Just 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 to create context. Yeah. One, two, three. Fucking hated hated it. it. Like hated (laughs) it. I hated it. There's things I liked about it. But overall. Oh, I not me. (laughs) I hated it. You hated everything. I hated all of it. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get there. There's, there's one thing that I actually really liked in it. And, uh, and I'm I thought, sure there's something I liked too. And I felt that it could have actually, I saw that there could have been a good movie in this and it was okay. completely not done. 
Um, what were your expectations going in? Because I went into it thinking Kristen Wiig is going to be completely miscast. It's going to be fucking stupid. And she's going to ruin the whole entire movie. What was your, I went into what, it. I went into it thinking that she actually would pull off something akin to Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns. Uh, but my other expectation was that it just wasn't going to be stupid. Yeah. But it was. See, and that's the thing is what ended up happening is the opposite for me. Kristen Wiig was actually the only thing that I found remotely interesting in the movie. Well, let's... I have mixed feelings about Kristen Wiig. In the beginning. As Cheetah. Well, no, once it gets to the third act... Oh, it's ridiculous. It's completely well, off the rails. I mean, to me, it's very tired to do the whole... And then the glasses come off and she's hot and badass. Here we go. Now all the boys at work are going to talk to her. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, is this really what we're doing? Like, I get that it's 1984. So are we just invoking 1984 character development and plot lines? Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, <laughs> let's just talk about, um, let's start at the very beginning. It opens up with Wonder Woman as a child. And she does this huge race. And then she tries to cheat. And Princess Bride, Robin Wright, stops her and is like, you can't cheat. You can't right. cheat. Um, what was the point of that scene? Did that lesson ever come up ever I again in the rest of the movie? I am right now. I, so I was, I was no. asking the same question. <laughs> well, I think there is a similarity to her just wanting Steve Trevor. Like she cheated. The whole thing, the wishing stone is cheating. The wishing stone is cheating. That's that's a very still a hard sure. That's a very sure. forced metaphor, and that whole beginning was pointless. It was it was absolutely pointless. It did not connect no to the rest of the movie. Like I guess thematically, loosely it did, but it also showed that like okay, here's a character that we are meant to revere, who is supposed to be the best of us, and she's cheating in the beginning. And then she's being kind of like self-serving throughout the entire thing. Not to mention the period in between where all she did was hide and pine over a guy she knew for six weeks. Yeah. So here we go. Let's have the most like a super empowering movie. Like I liked the first movie until the third act. I felt the third act of the first movie, it just turned into like, it felt like the producers came in and were like, no, it has to have CGI and stupid fight scenes and a bad guy that does this. Like it just was like, oh, you just kind of shat over everything you built up to. Don't forget, it has to be stupid. Yeah, yeah. And this one, they just, it it started off where it was like, oh, this could be interesting, but they're not doing it interesting at all let's have a female director two female leads and let's just make it all about how they want to date boys and be petty jenkins wrote it also she wrote it with jeff johns i i'm questioning i was trying to look it up but no one's i don't think anyone's fully analyzed yet i don't think this movie passes the bechtel test right because the only time Kristen Wiig and her are talking are about wishing for men you know what i mean wishing for men or wishing for power I, it's it's they're just so much talking about men and yeah. also wonder woman isn't even the star of the movie the villain i feel has more scenes in the movie than she does uh that to me was one thing i did enjoy was pedro pascal's performance as maxwell lord although i thought i hated what they did to maxwell lord well here's the thing is i like his performance I just felt I would have rather it been just Kristen Wiig and Wonder Woman developing some weird lesbian rivalry. Yeah, That's we didn't need Maxwell Lord. I wanted to see. The Maxwell yeah. Lord thing, it, it just took over everything. And also Maxwell Lord, I don't know too much about DC Comics, but I do know Maxwell Lord, his plot with Wonder Woman is a very pivotal plot of Wonder Woman's character. Because is it the first person she kills? I believe so. It's the first person she murders. So they just completely... So I was in a way expecting that to happen. And so that doesn't happen. I don't know. But here's why they can't. Here's why they can't. Because of Man of Steel. Everyone freaked out over Man of Steel snapping his neck. Snapping Zod's neck at the end. It was like such this big controversy. So it ruined... 
having a that moment with Wonder Woman. Yeah, I just feel like it's kind of like his character was great, but give him his own movie. Him, like, it was just like... Have him be the villain in three, yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's this, it suffers from like the Batman sequels and the Spider-Man Like the Spider-Man three. Like there's just too many villains. Just, I was like, if it was just going to be this museum drama caper of like, of Kristen Wiig and uh, Wonder Woman working together, but then they have a falling out and then Kristen Wiig kind of turns evil, but then in the end there's a bigger evil and then they have to team up in the end and be together again and be good. Like that's the movie I wanted that I saw could have been there. Yeah, she got done dirty. Because I will say this, I did, we were just like, we had just watched Batman uh, Returns. Oh no! What's what's the one? Michelle Pfeiffer one. We had just yeah, we literally just watched that movie like a couple days before Wonder Woman. So we I were mean, like, this is literally scene for scene Michelle Pfeiffer. Like yeah. it's like scene for scene Michelle Pfeiffer. But I will say, Kristen Wiig in the beginning as the ditzy girl. Like I was here for it. I was yeah, like, she was, oh, I thought this she was is fine. super fun. And I liked the interaction with her, like her kind of goofiness with Gal Gadot's, you know, like wooden acting. I was like, I'm here for it. Yeah, they just gave her nothing to do. The, uh, they added too much. It feels like they added too much and didn't trust the women. I, I cite Steve Trevor. Yeah, okay. Did, so did we Trevor, need Chris Pine in well, this movie? Well, here's the thing. Yeah, okay, you could have used Chris Pine, but towards the end where she's like, you don't need a wish. And then Chris Pine shows up. And then yes. she and Give then it, she's make him like, the ultimate stakes. Yes. And then she's like, I have to let you go. Like he should have been there for five fucking minutes. Not the yeah, whole goddamn much. movie. And then she's like, Don't leave, I want you to stay. I'm like, what about this poor man who's been the raped? world this the poor world man be- whose body yes. he has? The with the ethics behind the the, the body. Uh, taking over and then she's like sees him in the end like the real person she's like hi and she'd be like hi I fucked you and you don't know it I guess that's kind of rape I don't know I just I don't like DC I don't understand what DC is doing to its characters in movies I truly truly don't get it yeah it's just I feel like this was draft number one of the screenplay and then they... I feel like this was draft 87. <laughs> that you know it's either draft 1 or draft 87 <laughs> because it's just like it, I felt like it, there was there's there was a good movie that could have been in here and yeah. it was squandered because there were some fight scenes that were fun. I also was um in the end I did not mind the look of Cheetah in the end, but sure, the yeah, reasoning, her, her face makeup was awful. But but the whole reasoning of why she became Cheetah made no sense. Like what? Like so you could have no set sense. up in the beginning that she was like a zoo, like she was said like she had zoology and stuff. She should have like yeah. had cheetahs everywhere. Like she should have been like really into cheetahs, right? It didn't. It didn't. <laughs> right. Right. It didn't need to be hard. It did not need to no. be hard. It it could have been so easy and they made it so hard and stupid like literally instead of her being she works at a fucking museum instead of her being interested in cheetahs she comments on some leopard print shoes once yeah didn't need to be that stupid yeah like why was she running around all over the place they're like oh she's cheetah she's gotta run for some reason so she's just starts running around all over the city just running for no reason just running i'm cheetah yeah it's and then the wishes. Here's my other big problem. Oh. So were you aware that you could renounce your wish in this movie? No. So when she walks away from Steve Trevor, were you aware that she renounced her wish and he disappeared? I was aware that she renounced her wish and he disappeared, but I was like, where did that come from? You could just do that? But she, but di- but you didn't really see him disappear she just like walked away i wanted to see him like turn back into the i was so confused because i didn't get the renouncing of the witches so i was like oh she just yeah. walked away why does she have her powers again like i Ugh. was so confused now i will say i did like 
the idea of her learning to fly. Because I am someone that loves a flying yeah. Wonder Woman. So I love that because Wonder Woman can fly. Yes. And so I like the idea of a flying Wonder Woman. And that that part I actually did not mind. But um, but the whole lead up to why and Chris Pine and her, it all made no sense and was stupid. So basically I, this movie was stupid. I thought the stupidest thing ever was the invisible jet scene. Yeah, that made no sense. Oh, I know this trick. Oh my God. Hey, I know a little magic trick. I'm to make a jet Just invisible. save it for the third one, okay? All these things that you needed to add in here, save them. Just give us a good cheetah story. Oh, you're trying way too hard. It reminds me though, invis- it reminds me back with uh, to an old CBQ. Oh no. And this was when we uh did uh what was it? C2E2? And we sure. did a live match game where Steve was the host. Oh and yeah. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. And Eric. Like yep. all of us were there. And I remember yep. And you were there. But <laughs> Steve had one where it was like, uh like not only does Wonder Woman have an invisible jet, she also has an invisible <laughs> blank <laughs> and i just remember ah. eric put an invisible airport and i thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing in the entire planet where i put like dildo of course <laughs> anyway of course. that's a nice little memory that came out oh of that God. but yeah, the movie I, was just i mean just come on even steve would have would not have fully enjoyed it <laughs> but i will say this come on like, do not, do not try to come for Patty Jenkins. How many times has Zack Snyder given, like, po- like tried to serve you a turd, and then they just be like, give him another movie to make. Oh, do yeah. Do not try and be like, oh, well, Patty no, Jenkins I don't. fucked this up. I don't dare, I won't dare want anyone to talk about this being um, something about how, about her as a woman. I don't no. even want that to fucking come up. So shut the fuck up about that. I never said anything. I blame the studio for watering down. She probably wanted to make a good movie. Of course. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Ugh. All right. That's, we just washed 2020 out of our hair. Now let's, uh, I hear the X-Men are kind of teeing up the ball for 2021 to give us some craziness. Don't you think? Let's check in with Krakoa and what it means for 2021. Hit it. I want your ex. All right. We've not talked about the X-Men in quite a few weeks. Yeah, we have got to talk about five titles. Yes, we are going to talk about in order. Let's do an order of when they came out. So we have to talk about New Mutants, X-Force, Excalibur, Wolverine, and we'll end it on the X-Men, because I feel that's... Oh, you forgot... Oh, I'm sorry. There's a six Oh, which one? Come on! (laughs) You got me! Gotcha. Okay. All right. A long, long time ago, New Mutants number 14 came out, and guess what? It's Vita Ayala's first issue. Um, So, basically, this is just setting up the school. Xavier's kind of a dick, because they're kind of like, hey, we basically have kids just running around. And he's like, you're right. You should make a school. You do it. <laughs> you're right. Glad you're going to do something about it, kids. <laughs> I don't got time. Grow up already. Move out. So now the new mutant's job is they are literally the babysitters of Krakoa. They're the ones that are training. Um, I will say this. Here's the thing. Um, I get the idea of like, we need to train you in battle. Who's teaching them how to read? Can anyone in Krakoa <laughs> do math? Like, I just, like, they still need, like, a normal education, too. Right? Yeah, like, they're not book smart. Is it going to be, like, there's going to be an X-Men battle, and then it'll be like, just follow that sign. I can't read. Yeah, but that's what Emma Frost is for. She's like, here, here's Catcher in the Rye. Oh, she just downloads it in their brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure that's part of the curriculum. All right, so here we are uh, with um, these guys, and it also opens up with some, what's his name, Saba? How do you say his name? Saba? The, 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 the Shadow the King. The Shadow King? 
Yeah, his name is um, Amal Farouk. Amal Farouk. Why did I say Saba? Saba. I have no idea. Who was I thinking of? I was thinking of another Middle East. Shaba ranks? I don't know. Um. Anyway, so I guess this is. Have we ever seen like his origin story before? No, and the big twist headline here is that the Shadow King and Amal Farouk are two different entities. So he was actually someone that's been very early on. He's just a poor. Just a poor telepath that got taken over. He got, yeah, he got Steve Trevored, like, way early. Which, I gotta tell you something. uh, What's her name? Just like Karma did, when she got all fat. Yeah, and also just like Legion in the TV show. Yeah. So that's cool. So, um, Mirage and Karma, they're kind of like the headmistresses. Yeah, and I love that they're both lesbians, and I love that <laughs> in a story that set up Shadow King, we then cut to Karma feeling uneasy, like something as dreadful is coming. Love that. But also, did you notice what Mirage was was exhibiting? Yes. Her full and, powers, finally. Yeah, and in the, um, the battle versus the other New Mutants, where she's doing the little scrimmage. Um, she exhibits fear powers. It's like, it's great. thank you, finally, yeah. an author is like, oh, she has these cool powers, not just fucking image arrows. Yeah. They're, I think they're going to do a lot with Danny and her like psychic nature, even for Rain to be like, yeah, Danny's been helping me through some fear things. Like, I, I just, I love using her powers. So it seems like Danny's powers can be somewhat therapeutic in terms of deep-seated fears. I will say this. I want her to, um, I feel her, the X-Men uniform with the Native American accoutrement, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I would like her to just have a full on, what is she, Cherokee? Or is she, no. I don't know. I just would rather have like a fully non-X-Men uniform. She's Cheyenne. Um, Yeah, that's cool. I mean... It's a I kind of want look. them to have their own. I want them to have their own uniforms at this point because that this, didn't work out too well in the late eighties, early nineties. Well, I, of course, she needs to have something completely brand new. I mean, if we can give fucking prestige her stupid red outfit, we can fucking give them because that's the thing. I feel that outfit is the same thing. Why I didn't? Why I'm glad like Kitty Pride doesn't wear it anymore. Like that's a student. I feel like it's like that's a student outfit. Yeah. And they're not yeah. students anymore. So they really need to have their own fun costumes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, something uh, else that comes uh, There is a costume. Wait, there is a costume I do like. What? And that is... Um, <laughs> Warpaths? But is he still Warpath? Did they change his name? No, why would they change his name? Isn't that racist? Ugh, it is now. Because they changed, what was the, I guess Scalp Hunter is more racist than Warpath. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. But still, like, I feel like the term Warpath, Warpath is like, I'm on the Warpath. I'm on the Warpath. I feel like that's not okay to say just in general conversation. Like, if you're like, I'm on the Warpath, like, I don't think that's a good thing really? to say now. Yeah, I think that's kind of, that's like, that's kind of racist. Don't Why is that racist? I'd rather because not get into this. Because it's an Indian. I've it's never like, thought of it. I because that's it an that in, it's basically saying, oh, I'm a crazy Indian. I'm on the warpath. Really? Yeah. I didn't know it was connected to Native Americanism at all. Why do you think he is called Warpath? Because he's Native American. I thought it was just because he's on the warpath. <laughs> like well, the expression. I am schooling you on racism. Okay, I'm definitely Googling this. <laughs> well, I'm a horrible person. Who knew? Um, um, anyway. His I, outfit? His outfit's pretty hot. Yeah, very nice hot. Short, short shorts. shorts. I love me some thick legs. Um, and then they're training the little kids. That little green kid, what's his powers? Oh, Fauna. What does he I don't do? Know. I don't probably controls plants. Um, Dust shows up, even though she's with the champion, so I guess she's just <laughs> multitasking. She's allowed on Krakoa. Look at Wolverine. And then this water guy, has he shown up before? Rain boy. Yeah. Background-ish, minor, but yeah. Um, 
And we see Anole. I'd like to see him a little more upset over his best friend being dead. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, well, he seems a little wayward. Um, so I attribute it to that. I'm wondering if they're setting up him and Waterboy are going to fuck. Rainboy. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, and basically, it's just kind of like, look, they're all battling each other and we're teaching them. And I felt it was like kind of like a fun setup it feels very similar when they do this like they did this in when the was it the young x-men where they or new x-men they called it they did this with wolverine and the x-men it's kind of like the reset of and here is the school and here's all the new kids and this is what they're doing yeah they have their own little danger field like gen x generation x when that was rebooted it's kind of the same kind of feel to it which i'm always here for yeah um, one thing that's interesting when they fight is this idea of mutant circuitry or mutant synergy comes up yes. again of people combining powers, um, which I love that that keeps popping up in all the various titles. It seems to be like a big Hickman tenet. Um, yes. It's like a big Hickman theme, like, hey, creative team, need you to play with this theme in all your books. Um, so I love that. I just like, I'm looking at Magic and Rain and I'm like, what the fuck did you do? One wolf goes into the te- to the, the the stepping disc, and then five wolves come out. Like, don't mother vine me. Like, what just happened? How did Rain turn into five wolves again? After I thought that that was the stupidest thing ever in the mother vine story arc. Yeah, that I. Is it I a limbo tr- trick? I felt that the. I will say this. I <laughs> felt that the synergies were not cool to me. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't bit, like, right? Ooh, that's something Ooh, I added. Like, thinking. I just felt they were pushing it a little bit. The yeah, thing that I did find like... interesting was honey badger. Yes. The whole cloning policy. She's like, I wouldn't be resurrected. And they're like, Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, don't worry about it. You're just a kid. Um, and I really um, do think she probably wouldn't be. Uh, uh, that's awful. She's beloved. Of course she would be. But why would you, but why would you do a clone? But I felt that there was a hardcore clone line. Yeah, no, they're right. Because that's It feels like one of those rules that they're like, oh, but we'll make an exception for her. Like, it just feels like such a, they're going to change the rule depending on what they want to do emotionally. Yeah. Which is not good. Um... I also hate the dream reality warping character. Cosmar. I hate her. Hate her. Um, and then it shows Cosmar, Rainboy, Anole, and what's her name? Brain? Martha Johansson. Martha. They're heading to this weird root-like tree thing. And guess who is inside? We go full circle. It's Amal Farouk. It's Amal Farouk. Um, why? Why? What? I don't... Why is he back? So here's the All thing. All mutants. But here's the thing. If he... If, Not a clone. If he was um, resurrected and brought back... Because that's the thing. is like He was just on the astral plane. The Shadow King was only on the astral plane. Like... Farouk, is, his body is dead. So that means he must have been resurrected. So if he was yeah. resurrected and it was established that the Shadow King was not in his body, why? It looks right. like the Shadow... I think it would have been way more interesting if he was just Farouk and not Farouk. the Shadow King, but he's all evil looking. So I, So right now I have basically... Do I like the story so far or not? I feel if he is the Shadow King, I will not like it. If he is just Farouk, then I will like it. So that's where I'm leaving. Or what if they what if they explain this little nitpicky detail to your satisfaction? Um Well, I mean that's if they explain it where, oh, and now the Shadow King is back inside of him, I think that's boring. <laughs> There's no winning here. I don't want the Shadow King. I don't like the Shadow King. Yeah. I'm well, done with that's it. what you're getting. That's what you're getting. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe they'll be like, don't you see? There is no Shadow King in there. He's just fucked up too. That'd be awesome. Fine. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. But I'm very picky. You know how picky I am. Yes, I do. 
I see this whole line as just sort of a big reset. And it's like, okay, all these characters are back. Tell whatever stories you want. Have fun! Yes. So let's move on. Oh, all right. To... Now we're in the fucking pits. <laughs> to X-Force. Or should we I call it Beast really is the Worst? I really want to like this book. I really, really, I really want to like this I book. It, and Brad. I cannot stand it. How are you going to make Beast so unlikable and honestly this it's the same creative team as wolverine except for the artist but the artist is horrible in wolverine i want to talk about wolverine and x-force like as one can we sure because i hate them yeah i don't like either so in it's it's pretty much like they're so connected because it's they're both benjamin percy so he's telling x-force stories that focus in on wolverine in the solo title in both titles You have Beast saying to Wolverine, who didn't even interrupt him in the first place, well, would you let me finish, you fuck? I'm like, Beast, you're the fucking worst. He's not (laughs) interrupting you. And twice, Beast is like, well, if you would let me finish. Oh my God, can Wolverine not even talk? Fuck you, Beast. He sucks. He also kidnapped a dog and got it fucking killed. Yeah, yeah. Because you realize he dies in... What the X- fuck? The dog dies in X-Force. Yeah, and then you find out whose dog it is, like, in Wolverine after. Yeah, and also, the last real X-Force, because it was all of the Ten of Swords, we see Colossus going to a trial. And I was like, at least this will be interesting, because he's we're going to have a trial, and we get to see the council chew out Beast for being racist. We get to see Wolverine speak his mind. No! None of None that. Of it. It's all already happened. So the one interesting thing that I could have read in the comic has already happened off page. Well, it happened via Gene reading Colossus's mind while Beast was like, you know, I should be the one in there reading his mind. Oh my God, fuck you. Uh, like, Beast this character is so is literally unlikable is and unrecognizable. so unlikable. Grant Morrison is spinning in his grave. Wait, he's not dead yet. Anyway, <laughs> like Grant Morrison made him so interesting and so awesome. And now he's just this whiny bitch. Terrible, terrible, I mean, granted, evil. Brian, Brian Bendis started fucking him up by having him be the one that brought back the original X-Men like an idiot. Yes. But now he is the worst. And then I have a question. This weird growth thing that's like attacking everyone in the end. Is that yeah. the plants from that country? Oh, I thought that was a natural Krakoan phenomenon. That's what I can't tell. Like, what is that? Yeah, I don't know. But I will tell you this. I don't care. I don't find it interesting. It also, like, there was some disconnect for me in that you've got scenes of that black tumorous vinish thing attacking living creatures and growing and becoming, you know, like sort of like a zombie virus. But the narrative is different. The narrative is more about like the political stuff happening with X-Force. So you have dialogue about one thing against visuals versus another. And this is where the visuals about another and it just didn't work. They're trying to find these battles so that there can be battles where I'm like, this is a fucking cloak and dagger spies political intrigue that's what this book is supposed to be about is about the political dynamics between krakoa and the other countries and guess what then you'll find the battles through that don't have political talk and then have a fucking zombie plant (laughs) they have nothing to do with each other that's what i'm talking about no i agree adding too much stealing focus like you have two things competing with one another and then also you've got this scene with Beast coming to apologize to Colossus, which is like so inauthentic and so not genuine. He's only doing it to get Colossus on the team. Like how much of a piece of shit can you make this formerly beloved character? And also this bitch that Colossus is dating. 
Who the hell is this bitch? Who is this bitch? Who is this water bitch? I don't know who this is. I do not I know this know girl. Her. I don't know her. I don't know her. She thinks she's family. All of a sudden she's on the Zoom call. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> yeah, I'm just fucking, I hate it. I hate it. And Wolverine, I couldn't give a fuck. Maverick? Ooh, Maverick. I, who gives a fuck about Maverick? It just feels like one of those things you should leave behind in this new what, what, what era. The powers? whole like Team X thing. I really don't know, Who actually. Who cares? Because he's like, was he created by Rob Liefeld? It feels like he was. I think not. I don't know. I don't think so. But I, but much like most things created by Rob Liefeld, I don't care. Oh. Yeah, Wolverine, like literally nothing interesting happened. I will tell you this, it felt like six issues. I was like, is this, I was, honestly, I was reading Wolverine. I was like, is this over yet? Like, I thought it was over after the conversation with the Lebowski agent dude, where the woman was like, oh, and you're on our shit list too yeah, now, friend. Yeah, and then it goes on. I was like, oh, end of issue. And then it goes on and on and on. I was like, oh my God. And then there's God. a part where it's like Honey Badger and Dakin are battling Amoga Red. And he's like, I got what my What is no, happening? And he's, like, he's like, I got my family on my back. I'm like. They don't fucking, one doesn't fucking like you. The other one doesn't fucking know you. You've been dead the whole time she was around. Why do they give a fuck about you? Dakin doesn't like you. You need to establish some kind of dialogue showing that you guys have forgiven. Like, do you not remember? You murdered him. You killed Dakin. Why would he fucking like you? I don't know. It's just none of the, I just, ugh, ugh. And Omega Red, I did not like Omega Red when he first appeared. I've always oh, hated God. him. And you needed such deep knowledge. Like, I didn't know Omega Red needed some, excuse carbonide synthesizer. What the fuck? Who cares? What Who is that? Cares? To, like, stay alive. And then Beast, like, killed him to rip that thing out of, like, I don't even know. It's so horrible. I hate all of it. And then they try to, like, make you feel special because they bring Madripoor Patch Wolverine back. I don't give a fuck. Are you kidding me? Like... Do, do we are we to believe that Logan can be undercover any anywhere? Like w- even if that's not Madripoor, Thailand, wherever it is. Like really, is, is this Clark Kent like, criminals who don't patch? know that that's right? <laughs> right. And Beast insults him when he's in the tuxedo, and Wolverine just takes oh, fuck this book. I, I hate it. I'm with you. I'm gonna stop reading it. I think I just need to know what happens. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna. I'll probably just scan through it. Just Ugh. peruse through it before you buy your other comics. All right, let's go to something that I did like, which is what we read in the beginning, which is Excalibur. Lovely. A lot of people, um, I guess, because we've been, we've been on other podcasts, we've had to fight for Excalibur, because many people do not like it, and these other podcasts we have been on. Um, I feel that this is basically setting up the new the new Excalibur is just basically the cross time caper, and I am one billion times here for it, Brett. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Here we go. Buckle up. It's going to be fun. We got Megan now. Come on. I mean, the literally, the plot of this is Betsy is lost in one of the other realities. So we need to jump through all the realities and find her. Ah! Love it. And we have all of the Captain Britain Corps, all the alternate versions of Betsy, having our back. They're going to help us. And we clearly know, because um, Teeny Howard is so giving us these Easter eggs throughout the series from the original run, you know some of these cross times that were visited in the original run, I think they're going to show back up. Remember that oh, kind of, sure. remember the fairy tale world where Saturnine yeah. was like older and fatter and she was the queen. Yep. And yep. then the son wanted to marry Kitty Pride. Like I want that world to come back. Yeah. Like I am excited for this, especially because the characters, I mean, granted Jubilee, she needs to get lost in the reality stream somewhere. I still just can't, give a shit about Jubilee and Shogo. I just can't. Yeah. I just can't. I don't mind her. But we have 
Rogue and Gambit, which I am always here for. They're always awesome, always amazing. I am loving Richter with his new yeah. outfit. And he is a scorned lover, basically. Just pissed off that... Um, oh my God, he's like Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction. I he's like, I won't be ignored, it. eh? I know, I love it. I love that. And he's also a sorcerer magic dude now, which goes with the druid stuff. I love it. His power comes from the earth. I fucking love it. And that's the thing, is because a gay druid who can make the earth move? Fuck me now. Come yeah. on. I do He's feel... He's like, I need that big blue dick! And Julie's like, let I it go! want, though, is I do want Captain Avalon and their... And what's the daughter's name? Maggie. I want Maggie. They need to be along for the ride. I don't want them... They're, Maggie's so great. I and I love all, all of her scenes with ride. her Uncle Jamie. Yeah, I love her. And Her um, and Jamie remind me of, like, Valeria and Doom, but better. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I just, basically, this was just a setup to the new, the new normal of Excalibur. And I was just like, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And the idea of mutant circuitry comes up too in like Richter's realizing that like they can do stuff if they get the right five mutants in that kind of like circle and center. And here's where, where new mutants failed. They didn't find an interesting thing. This one did not fail because it also set up because that's the other thing is you have to realize it made me realize. Do you know what the first mutant circuitry was in the X-Men world? The fastball special. Do you know what the second one was? Oh, no. It was Excalibur issue around 56 when all of them had to combine their powers together to battle Necrom. Oh. Because there was a part where it's like, oh, actually, we can all merge together. And it was like, we need Rachel because she can psychically connect us. Captain Britain is the body. Because of um, Megan's morphing powers, she can hold it all. And then um, we needed Kurt's uh, teleportation powers so he can guide the body. And Kitty had the ability to phase us all together. That is actually like the full, like actually using powers combined to create like a Voltron character. And that's, that's what this was done here, because that's what I'm curious of. Like, did Hickman and Trini know from the beginning that their powers would be used combined this way? Because I feel like it's so perfect how their powers combined to kind of cast this spell. Yeah, no, I think that that's something they really dive into. I really do think Hickman was like, this is going to be all about them combining because it's you know because it's all about community because we also gave gambit like a much stronger power set that he did not have before because he can what? just well he can he it's not just an object he can kind of it's not wait what does he do because he sets off now i need to because it, it, it's his power he's part of the power where they were like oh it's not just like he can't just it's not just like playing cards that he can electrify he can yeah. electrify like magical energy. It's not just kinetic energy. He can charge up anything. Yeah. Tangible, intangible. So that's, I think just making it where he can charge up any energy. I think that is a huge power boost. I love that. Character. So they, they combine their powers to summon Betsy, but instead they accidentally, not accidentally, instead they summon the core, the entirety of the core, dragon Betsy, swan Betsy, regular Betsy but with poofy shoulders yeah and then and they're like we'll find her yeah they're like oh, well we'll get her she she's the one that got us all this this great gig is Captain Britain yeah we love her um except for you Jubilee um but but the best part is the last page oh yes I have been so hungry for some Warren Worthington, Betsy Braddock action. But also, I thought this book was going to be like, is Betsy alive? Is she not alive? No, they just flat out are like, here she is. Here is She's Betsy. alive, but things are weird. She's in her own reality world where she is the Queen of England and she is fucking married to Warren, non-archangel, regular angel Warren. Yes. Yeah. Basically, yes. it's like she's going to have this wonderful dream world. It's like, is she going to want to yeah. live? We're going to take a trip through Betsy. I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of great Betsy Braddock storytelling ahead of us. 
And I, for one, am very excited. Well, did you, if you look at the coming soon, the next cover of her sitting on a throne, like smirking, it's yes, it looks great. love the energy. Oh, she looks I really bored. love the art. The art in this is really good. Uh, Marcus Toe is so good. Like I agree, Wolverine and X Force. The art is not that good. I am not a Joshua Kassara fan, and people suck his D. And I'm like, yeah, oh, I don't, I don't like, it. like it. I don't like it at all. The people don't have. Yeah, they're not interesting to me. Ooh, but Marcus Toe, I like a clean look. And going on that, I still am not a huge fan of the New Mutants art either. The Rod Rice, I love it. All right. So Especially this last issue. Yeah. Um, but the art, it's another one of those clean looks in X-Men number 16. It's a rare X-Men issue drawn by cable artist Phil Noto. And it looks great. Um, yes. And we open up with uh, Arako showing up. Um, Arako finally appears. It's way bigger than Krakoa. Yeah. So I want to bring up, I've got a, I've got a, an inherent problem with this whole issue. Okay. But, yeah. So here's the weird thing is Arako and Krakoa have been yearning to get back together. However, thousands of years, people turn into different people. People grow in different directions. And they are like, oh, that's what you're like? No. Oh, you're into that now? No. Oh, I don't even understand what you're saying. Yeah, so they can't even understand each other, which I don't understand. How come they can't understand each other when everybody on Araco speaks English, which didn't even exist? Yeah. That's sure. something. Don't talk about languages when everyone on Araco is speaking English, when English didn't even exist when you went over to Araco. If we're going to jump that, if we're going to ignore that thing, which I'm willing to ignore then you can't bring up a whole other thing about languages that Krakoa can't understand. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Sure. But Doug now has to be the conduit between the two of them to make them communicate. Yeah, well, and what that is puts your, him in, in an awkward here? place. What is your problem with it? The reveal that there are 20 more mutants on Arako than there are... 20 times more mutants on Arako than there are in Krakoa. Yeah, we that need another genocide. That's fundamentally, like... But also, then what the fuck does the Quiet Council think they're doing? Like, what makes Krakoa in charge? Like, Xavier and... Ma- and I guess that's where this is going. Like, Xavier and Magneto, they're like, oh, fuck us. There's 20 times more of you? Why, then I guess we'll do what you say. Like, it's just... It really throws off the balance. It does. And I, I will say, I don't have a problem with it yet because I trust that it's going to go somewhere interesting however it is weird where i just don't want suddenly all of these new arako mutants because the one thing i find the least interesting is like when an alien creature comes and they're basically aliens they don't understand earth customs they don't know what television is that's great so so i just i it's going to be much harder to relate to any of these characters because they're not they didn't grow up in a human world and i that's what I find more interesting. So I, and then also it looks like they have their own quiet council. And it also just seems very convenient that their quiet council <laughs> is set up yeah. in the exact same way. Yeah. Well, almost, they're like, there's a they're secret. Like, but um, what's her name? Um, uh, what's her name? Iska is like, oh, you have a little baby government. We have a good government. I'm like, I don't know. Yours looks exactly the same. Except <laughs> for the night. They Except have the night instead of summer, are... winter, uh, fall, spring. Yeah, they also have a secret. They have shot. day, night, dusk, dawn. Um, yeah. But the one thing. But night is not officially part of it, which is a huge difference True. between this and the Quiet Council. And I do find it very interesting that the prerequisite to be on the Arako Council is you have to be an Omega level mutant. Yes. I do like that. I think that's interesting. That's my thing is I like the idea of a council of 12 and these are new people being introduced. I, however, um, I don't find it interesting that there's that many other mutants. I don't like that. So I'm not liking that. I also find it. I also think it's very dumb that clearly um, was wouldn't Genesis and death and, 
pestilence, wouldn't they have all been on the council? Right. So I well, feel like they would have had Maybe they things. are. Maybe they are. Well, how many people are missing that they were listed? Four. Okay, I hope it's Genesis and the and those other dudes. Listen, I can't believe Tarn the Uncaring, like that guy that sliced up the Hellions, he's on it? Yeah. I'm like, your government's fucking crazy, Iraqi. And Redroot, she's gone. She's locked away somewhere. Yeah, she's the Dougie, though. Yeah, I mean, it's... Look, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm interested. I'm scared. I just... 20 times more mutants is a lot of mutants. Why does Xavier think he's going to be able to tell them what to do? Also, they don't want to... They don't like humans. Basically, they now have to... They're They're just going to kill every human they see. Exactly. I think they are in direct opposition to them, to what they're establishing. And that's why... Guess what I need to see? I need to see some fucking Moira. Because... I think Moira's going to be like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck is this? Well, no, but here's... But this is the thing is Moira has already met... In her oh, apocalypse right. life, she has met the other um, people from the apocalypse. So that's the thing is like, how did she meet them? Because it doesn't look like Arako came over in the apocalypse timeline that Mora lived. Right. But she did meet all of them and they were there, which means she probably traveled to Arako and she probably knows yep. more about Arako than any other fucking person on Krakoa. So can we please get Moira in here to give some insight? Come on. Where the fuck is Moira? <laughs> it's time for Moira to come back. The other thing that happens is a whole lot of Jean and Scott. Yes. Wait, wait. Before that, I just want to have one more Moira thing. I do want one where they're all trying to decide something. And then the quiet council suddenly gasps and Moira walks out. And she's like, y'all done fucked up. And then like that's the yeah. end of the issue. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're going to seat Mora on the Quiet Council. I, oh God, I mean, that's who should fucking be on it. But back to what you were saying, Jean was offered her seat back, Brett. Yeah, they're like, because that was stupid, right? <laughs> but she was like, no, I don't want your fucking seat. I want and they were like, the only oh, seat I want bo- is on Cyclops' lap. Your boyfriend can come too. And she's like, no, thanks. And he's not my boyfriend. It's weirder than that. She's like, we're going to start the X-Men up again. And what? It's because that's our fetish. My thing, though, is I thought the captains. So there's three captains. Well, I guess two. Because Gorgon. No, they brought Gorgon back, though. But we still don't know what the deal is with that. He came back different, as said in X-Factor, and then nothing else was addressed. (laughs) How would we know? I always felt those captains who were taking their own teams, I felt like those were X-Men groups. Um, I always thought of those as the army. So I guess that's more the army. But then, so what is, what is the the X-Men that Cyclops? The heroes. The heroes. What does that mean though? When would you send the X-Men and when would you send the army? Like, what's the difference? I think when it's socio-political, it's nation versus nation. It's diplomacy. It's diplomacy. It's military. When it's that, when it's nation states, then it's your captains and, and all that. Kind of like how they accompanied them to that big meeting at Davos. Uh, I think that when you're, you've got a big mission, you got to save the Earth, uh, it's your X-Men. you got to save other mutants, it's your X-Men. And who's going to be on the X-Men, Brett? Well, I don't know because they're going to have an election. Dun, dun, dun. And literally, if this title is only about everyone competing with one another to get on the X-Men, I will read it. I will read it over and over and over. If this whole thing is just like an election. I know. This is what X-Force should be doing. I'm all about it. This is what X-Force should be and isn't. Watch Beast try to rig the goddamn X-Men election. Yes. Now, here's the other thing that's interesting is who is not eligible. The Quiet Council Quiet is Council. not so eligible. There is no Storm. There is no Kitty Pride. There will be no Emma Frost. There will be no Nightcrawler on this team. No Nightcrawler. How about that? Um, I think that's fair. I think that makes sense to me. Um, but this is going to be interesting of like just a vote, a pure vote. 
Yeah. And then Cyclops how many? Is real but happy then about how it. many? Right. What is going to be the number uh, that's going to be on this X Men team? And that's right. the are they going to pack the X Men like they pack the bench? I but I also want it to be where they start discovering the problems where someone that's really popular that actually they might not get along with or might have a useless power set like might actually get on the X-Men. Like I find all of that very interesting. Yeah. Like cuz I you know cuz so this is like let's have let's have now let's have some uh let's end this with um some forecasting of who do we think would win an X-Men election. The whole thing sounds like a popularity contest and I'm sure a lot of people are going to like really strategize kind of like we do as fans. Like you need a stealth person, you need a magic person, you need a defense person. But I think the first person that's going to get, who do you think will win the most popular vote? Um, It's a great question. Because also, can children vote? Or is there an age limit of when you're allowed to I vote? I think it's everybody. Because, well, if you look at the party affiliations, Academos Habitat, that's all the students. Like, how they, like they're all eligible. So Bar for Sinister, that for reason, I think Dazzler will win the popular vote. Sure. <laughs> she's very, she won president in Bendis' future. So she's very I, popular when it comes I, to voting. But I do love the idea of Dazzler being on this team. That would be amazing. Maybe that's why they're saving her because she's going to be an X-Man. I would love that. I think that's very likely. I think Dazzler is probably very likely. But I also think the fact, but because there's party affiliations, it seems like they then at least have to take someone from each of. Yeah, or like one from each of these One places at least. Yeah. Who, what's the the Wild Hunt? Is that where like Wild Child and everything was? That's the that was the New Mutants thing. The like the bad guys from the new like where the bad guys No, I, like the New Mutants t- was titled Welcome to the Wild Hunt. Um I I need to go through these and like really understand what each of these Plus Bar Sinister. Who each of these entail? Bar Sinister. Who else is on Bar Sinister? Is that just the hell I have no idea. No idea. It's just a bunch of sinisters, and he's not eligible. Yeah, is it the Hellions? So I guess maybe the Hellions. Who's House of M? That's Magneto. Magneto? I mean, who else like, is there that? besides Polaris? But she's busy with X Factor. So a it's lot Carla of these, Ritz, I'm the like, Pretender. I mean, Ooh, Ar- let's get the let's get the Pretender. And then Araki Pillar is that Araco? All twenty bazillion of them. Ugh. I mean, I do feel like Iska. And maybe Bay will probably show up on this team. For sure. Um, but then it says Hellfire is eligible. But all the Hellfire people are on the Quiet Council. Like, yeah, I'm very confused yeah. as to who else stays in these places. Well, maybe this is maybe people still need to sign up for a party affiliation. Maybe that's part one of the election. Everyone oh, choose that's a party cool. you affiliate with. Oh, yeah. I'm saying I want... Party affiliation, primaries, general elections, recall, which ones recounts, are pro-choice and all. which ones are pro-life. <laughs> That's right. We all know what Beast is. Fucking jerk. I'm very excited for this storyline. Very excited. Because then I think this will then turn this title into more of a focused team book rather than like a Cyclops-focused book with whoever else decides... Plus, I do like the idea of the X-Men coming to odds with the Quiet Council. Yeah, I mean, to me, if I was on the Quiet Council, I'd be like, fuck, are they really doing this X-Men thing? They're going to be such a pain in the ass. Yeah. I um, I'm excited where all this is leading. I'm excited where all this is going, except for X-Force and Wolverine. Here, here. What else is coming up? Um, in terms of new X Men types, have you seen any like solicitation? Oh, we have. When when do people get out? When do uh, the people get out of the vault? X twenty three and sing. Oh, that's in February. That's in February. That's coming next month. That's what I. I think that's in two issues. I think that is X Men number eighteen. I recall. Um, one thing I'm excited about is that the formal vote for who, uh. Um, I'm sorry, the unveiling of who made the X-Men is going to happen at the Hellfire Gala. Ooh. That's fun. 
Does that mean Emma? And it's an annual. And it's an annual X-Men election, which means that the team roster could change every year. Nice. Nice. I like it. I like where it's going. I like what it's doing. I feel I feel very positive and optimistic about 2021. At least when it comes to the X-Men. The rest of it, the real Correct. world. Vaccines? No. <laughs> I need a vaccine. I, I want to drink down a vaccine so bad. Anyway, that's it. We did the X-Men. We did, we did it. Welcome uh, back. So great. Evil Jeff, thank you so much. I look forward to another year of P-casting with you. Uh, I as well, good Brett. And listeners, all three of you, thank you so much for listening. We look forward to building more fun in 2021. And remember, listen, if you read comics, I've got great news. Well, that makes you queer. I think I'm going to go higher on queer in 2021. Bye. Bye. Bye.